what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast. President MSO TV rocks or rock and metal thrive. Yes, we're doing a Wednesday episode. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is the 17th of February. Happy birthday, Dad. Yeah, it's my dad's birthday. However, this one is a special episode because the band we have on today out of Pennsylvania is releasing their new album, Mystic Auras on Friday the 19th. And yes, all the information you need on the album, where to find it, where to stream it, where to pre-save it is in the link below in the de- for the description. Well, description below. Yeah, I messed that up, but you guys know what I'm talking about. However, this band, metalcore band out of Pennsylvania, they're called Ascent Like Wolves. Their third album, Mystic Wars, again, coming out on the 19th. And I could talk to one of the vocalists, Nick, all about it. We really went deep with this album. And when it comes to really understanding the concept behind this album and really that deep dive into it that you're not going to really get anywhere else. This is where you come and this is where you're going to listen to it. So when we tell you this, this album is a great album to put in on a nighttime drive, just drive, listen to it and really experience it. This album will become one that you will reflect on and really take to heart. It's going to impact you heavily and you're really going to enjoy it. So please Welcome, Nick, from Ascent Like Wolves to the podcast. Are you ready for this interview? Because I know I am. So let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression podcast, our guy Tim over at Adam Splitter keeps sending me all these great bands. And this one, ooh, you're definitely going to want to listen to this one. They have a brand new album called Mystic Aura coming out on February 19th of 2021. So you're listening to this podcast right now. It'll come out a little bit after this podcast releases. So make sure you go and pre-save that on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the hell you are. But first, Listen to this podcast where we talk all about it with Nick from the band Ascent Like Wolves. So, Nick, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm just excited to talk about the new album and stuff, man. Let's get going. I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about it as well. But I always have to start out by asking you three questions first before we get started. And the reason I do this is so that everyone gets to know you a little bit more, gets to know the band a little bit more. Right. And... Also, we get to start out on a fun note. Well, for me, at least. So I always ask you three questions. The first two are easy. The last one is my favorite. The first two are, what is your name? And what do you do in the band? Ascent Like Wolves. But the third, ooh, that's my favorite, where I ask you for a little fun fact about yourself. But I would like to hear the wackiest fact about yourself or a wacky story, whatever you can come up with, whatever you can do to make me laugh, make the audience laugh, whatever it is, because I've heard some really wacky ones. I've heard people, you know, chloroforming other members of the band and taking them to a beach and leaving them there. Trying to think some of the other ones I've heard. I've heard some other yeah. wacky facts from a couple of different guys. Um, I've heard people's Tinder bios. That's always a fan favorite of mine. So uh, whatever man. you got, go for it, man. All right. Yeah. So um, I'm Nick Boltz. Um, I am a co-vocalist in Ascent Like Wolves, um, along with my brother, Alex Boltz, uh, who is currently probably getting his hair done <laughs> for a photo shoot, I'm thinking. So, um, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wacky fact, man. I guess um, I was talking before. I did this. Um, my computer uh, it broke in China one time. Um, we were doing like a tour over there a couple years ago for our previous EP, and um, I guess it's, it was a really wacky night. Um, we were in Ground Zero, Wuhan, China. Um, <laughs> probably one of the one of the scariest places you'll ever see. Um, and uh, we just uh, everyone just kind of like ate um, somehow ate these uh, 
almost like hash brownies or something like that. Um, not knowingly, because I I felt terrible. I felt terrible the even when I was waking up the next day. Um, so, I mean, it put us in a, a hell of a stupor. Um, long long train ride the next day. Uh, I woke up still feeling you know kind of fucked up still. Um, <laughs> it was just a wild story. Um, I'm surprised we got through the day. Um, it was pretty much you know like a, if we were zombies waking up out of the grave. Um, but so we managed, you know, head on the train, get to the next venue. Uh, it was just uh, kind of a too wild of a night. But yeah, I've never eaten just like um, the prover- pr- proverbial hash brownie and actually, you know, just um, taking in all the effects uh, during a tour like that. So uh, fun night. Uh, probably could have gone very badly, but um, it actually ended up as a great story. I usually tell. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's, that's China, I guess. You know what I mean? Were you guys headlining on that tour over in China? Because I think in the press release that got sent to me, I think it said that you guys were touring with a different band over in Japan, and then you went over to China where the headliner for that little run over there. Yeah, yeah. So this was um, um, our second stint over there in like 2018, uh, and it was just us <laughs> by ourselves, um, you know, doing like hour-long shows. Um, so the, the days were long. Um they didn't make any sense sometimes they just didn't end so i mean yeah it was just uh pretty much us the whole time and our uh our tour manager at the time but it would be totally worth it because a lot of the bands i've talked to that have traveled overseas and performed overseas mm-hmm. outside of the united states or even in different countries mostly in european countries like everyone tries to come over here into the u.s or over yeah. here everyone tries to go over to europe as well or japan However, I've never really heard of someone not only touring in China, but also having a headlining run in there. So that's got to be something that sets your band apart from a lot of others in the metalcore, metal rock scene today. Yeah, I definitely think it's like a big accomplishment of ours um, to do it, you know, not one but two times. Um, It's uh, always a great talking point uh, when I kind of introduce myself to other people. Um, Not necessarily a brag. It's like, yeah, I played in China, you know. um, you know, not to brag, but it's in China, you know, it's not exactly like the, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it was just a, a wacky time. Um, we, we were on CI records back then and um, a band before us, uh, Carousel Kings, a uh, really good pop punk band on label went there uh, probably like five years previous. So um, they had kind of like the connection with the label. And then um, we kind of hit up the, uh, Tory agency hot pot music over there and then we kind of like swung something together uh for the first time and ended up going again the second time uh because uh i guess we missed it so much we liked it so much man i mean just uh, it's just a great time you know it's just you know you're you know you're in like a a band at that moment you know what i mean like it's like what makes separates you from like a kind of just like a startup band from like like okay it's like you know like real tour time let's do this type of thing so you know it really strengthened all our relationships and uh we always have a whole bunch of cool stories to look back on and that kind of adds some more of like a family vibe within your mm-hmm. band as well with all that touring because if you think mm-hmm. about it too you're no longer really going to be considered any kind of a local band because you're touring much further places however not really considered a regional band as well because mm-hmm. instead of just sticking within your region because I know yeah. you're in Pennsylvania more in the northeastern part of the United States or in the mm-hmm. eastern seaboard part. I mean, you're going over to Asian countries at this point. You're going over to China where 
I yeah. mean, like I said earlier, I don't really know many bands that not only have just toured in China, but even performed in China completely. So, yeah. And you guys have done it twice to this point. So that yeah. says a lot about you guys as a band. Yeah, it blows my mind to actually think about it and, um, you know, just like look back on stuff like that. You know, it was like usually I got the thing hanging up here, like about 10 shows, like 10 or so shows in a row or something like that. So, yeah, they all blurred together. They're all really good time. A lot, a lot of traveling. You know, China's like pretty much as big as the United States and um, if not bigger, I think. And uh, just to do all that traveling it's like just traveling around the u.s in like 10 days very crazy um yeah i can't really describe how uh lucky i am uh to have that opportunity but knowing how lucky you are to have that opportunity really lets you kind of get more humble in the process as well and really take things for the value that they have and not take them for granted so that when life goes on, you remember them and you remember the great times that you had doing this stuff and also yeah, continue to work on, okay, we've got, we've done this, we've done this here. How can we make this even better? How can we make this grander? How can we affect more people with our music? How can we create something mm -hmm. to the point where that dream, that ultimate goal that we have is going to be met? Yep, exactly, man. Yeah. Always thankful for, um, you know, everyone who showed up over there to our shows. Um, knowing our music or being first time listeners. Um, I think uh, one of the first on the first leg, we had like a fan take the train all the way from like inner Mongolia to uh, see us perform. Um, so stuff like that just blows my mind. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, how do you even know of me in Mongolia, man? That's just insane. Cool dude. Um, never forget him um you know just like stuff like that just makes you kind of like keep wanting to do music and play shows you know whenever that's going to happen again <laughs> um but yeah it just kind of keeps the um the fire lit and um just i'm really hopeful for the future and again that just adds to the whole entire impact of your music as well if there's someone who's coming from the middle of mongolia taking a train into china to see you guys play. I mean, that's that's traveling international borders right there just to see a band. And while well, I've traveled plenty of times to see bands as well, however, I've never, I've never fully, actually I've once traveled internationally to go see a band, but that was for a whole extra reason as well. And okay. I plan on doing that again once touring resumes and hopefully everything resumes in like, you know, travel in 2021. I was supposed to do in 2020, go over to Europe and just see a bunch of bands I've interviewed beforehand, but yeah, it's gonna have to wait till 2021. However, I do understand to the point where it's just the connection that you make with the fans, the connection you make with people and have that positive impact on their lives. They're going to go through leaps and bounds just to see you perform and to share that experience and that positivity with you while you're on stage. That's something that you can really take to heart and really consider to be just a gigantic piece of positivity, not only in your life, but in the whole scope of the world as well. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, um, always thankful for people showing up, you know, no matter where we're playing. Um, you know, our last run was 2019 December on tour with, uh, varsity and, uh, the Northern from Canada. And, um, just to see even just like the output of people from there, um, you know, just for, to see our music and, uh, see us play. Um, you know, it's very cool. Um, I miss touring a lot. <laughs> it's hard to even, um, kind of remember what it feels like to be in like that type of situation, um, you know, with the whole, you know, COVID stuff. Um, so I'm like trying to like reel back on my memories and how I felt back then um, after being in like a year of kind of like, you know, just like hibernation. 
um but it's it's wild i just can't wait to um you know get this album out to people and um you know hopefully play some new songs from it and just um yeah just get back out there and start doing stuff I mean, my, I mean, I, in my opinion, just with everything that's going on with the vaccine rollout right now, I think of, well, I think we're over halfway past that just because we're starting to get rolled out now by the time enough people get it. You're going to have to open this stuff up. It's just going to, it's just going to be that way. And I'm looking like from a fan's perspective as well. I mean, I was going to concerts pretty much every single weekend at this point in 2019. Yeah. That's all I was doing along with podcasting and doing all the MSOTD rock stuff. So I'm like, I'm really diving into this. It was my favorite thing in the world to do. It was like, okay, what show am I seeing this weekend? What band am I seeing this weekend? What bands are opening for that band? It didn't really matter as long as I was going to have a good time. And almost every single time, I mean, sometimes I go there and be like, oh man, I'm tired. I really don't want to be at this show. First song would play and I was set for the rest of the day. Like I was good to go. Yeah, got a couple of injuries, but you know, that's what happens. But it's something that you really miss because it's just that positive feel that you get from having this just transcendent experience, enjoying music with people who enjoy it for different reasons, but the emotion is the exact same. That happiness is the exact same. That enjoyment is the exact same. And we all miss you guys being on stage as well. We want to go see you guys play live. We want to experience that again. We know you want to experience that again. We want to experience that again as a whole family in a way. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like um, such a such a bummer right now, just not to being able to just go out and like um, get people that that release sometimes, you know, when they just see that. Um, I just hope we can get back out there soon. Um, I know in like China and Japan, they're actually like just doing shows right now. <laughs> they're just like they're still doing it. I'm like, fuck, man, like <laughs> you guys can do it. Like we're still like. Um, kind of stuck, uh, so to speak. Um, and yeah, they're out there just, um, you know, I've followed like a few people, uh, I knew from over there and like, I see all their photos and, uh, all their tour stuff. I'm like, man, it'd be great to be out there doing it, you know, doing the grind and, um, yeah, just being out there. Um, yeah, 2020 sucked. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. 2020 sucked in a certain way. However, you had to take a look at it with, okay, this is the situation that's being presented to you with 2020. Here's all the crap that you can't do right now. Here's all the stuff that's being re like removed from our daily lives. Here's the basically the new situation that we're in. Instead of really dwelling on that situation, thinking, oh, woe is me. We can't go back and do what we were going to plan to do. You've got to mm -hmm. do a complete look at like growth mindset kind of sounds like, okay, this is the situation right now. What can we do to maximize our potential going forward and with your new album mystic or i'm pretty sure i mean you guys had to be writing this and working on this all of 2020 so when it comes to basically sitting around doing nothing there was none of that from you guys yeah i mean um for the most part um we were playing the release mystic aura or mystic auras um you know sometime like in the middle of 2020 maybe so with it being pushed back we had a lot of the stuff written kind of and recorded at like you know the end of 2019 mostly um we did go back in the studio and like record you know polish some things up in like july uh 2020 um just to get some things you know since we were like kind of delaying the release just to um you know just to better prepare for it and uh you know it's hard to expect you know even back then we were planning for like a February release, you know, we know it looked like February, you know, it's kind of looking the same. Uh, so, uh, but we're just rolling with it now. It's time to get this new music out. Um, 
I'm sick of sitting on it. I want people to hear it. <laughs> I want people more than me just to hear it. You know what I mean? I want to just get out there and just, um, yeah, I want people to just enjoy it. Well, from coming for people to enjoy it, I mean, before this podcast, I got to listen to that whole entire album. So I definitely got to enjoy it and on that way. So at least there's a couple people that have so far. Yeah, However, it's, it's, feeling, it's a great feeling, man. I love uh, it. However, when February 19th comes and then everyone gets a chance to hear this, mm. I mean, I'm hoping people are just waiting for something like this as well. Along with people that really like Ascend Like Wolves, one thing that's going to happen is with, you know, the fact that we haven't been able to really see live bands for almost a year at this point and really get in that concert setting. There's a lot of people that when it comes to their favorite fans, they're waiting for new stuff to come out. They just want that kind of like that fix of happiness just because they, they we can't get that live music right now. We can't go and see these bands live. So yeah. new stuff is going to make us happy like that. For me personally, I mean, for this for 2021, I'm waiting for the new Rise Against release. I'm hoping it comes at some point this year. Like that's that's like my big one. I'm like, come on. But there's going to be people where they see the fact that your new album's coming out on February 19th. And they're just going to be like, why isn't it here yet? Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. No doubt. Yeah. I hope people are still like that. I feel like um, it released like a Spirit Vessel or EP you know, uh, like 2018, March, it just feels like it's been so long since then, you know, it feels like it's been like, like a decade, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think people really dig, uh, the new stuff and, um, it's definitely, uh, fresh in terms of what we've done in the past. You know, we've, um, a lot of different components in this one that make it, uh, just a more progressive and, um, I don't know, really like not metal, in places album i don't know it's just uh you know it's kind of it's kind of weird like that it just kind of i think shines a little bit differently <clears throat> it, it definitely does and i think a good reason behind that would have to be the direction you went with the meaning for this album because of course when i looked through that press release it said that this was more of like a concept album it's that sets to uncover the things we desire and why we are drawn to them yes i took a look at it right then and there that's what my head shifted because i want to make sure i got it right and hey, i saw the man and I'll I have it up here too. Am I in like, like, what did I write about this? <laughs> yeah. I'm totally understandable. Don't worry. If you constantly see my head just like shift to the side, it's because I'm looking at this Microsoft Word document that's 16 pages long that I went through the whole entire album with. So there's a oh, lot there. But taking a look at certain aspects that you had in the press release in terms of what you worked to uncover, it was different things about the socioeconomic status quo, certain things with depression, stigma around mental illness, the deconstruction of personal intimate relationships, and even more so. So my question is, why did you go with this kind of a concept on this album and what was the inspiration behind it? Um, for the concept, you know, we just kind of want to do something a little different um, for this release, you know, and just kind of make it a little bit more meaningful um, just for everyone. So, you know, anyone can kind of like relate to a topic on this or a song on this. They can kind of spin it and be like, yeah, like this one hits hard for me. Um, like I really, you know, and like, in the lyrics and I can just see me, you know, just, um, uh, it's just like such an uplifting thing most of the time, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, inspiration wise, I mean, we watched like a whole shit. It's like a lot of like pop culture stuff. You know, we bet kind of based on like some stuff, um, from TV shows or like movies or books we've been reading or other stuff we've been listening to. I like to, um, you know, like kind of draw in elements from even like anime shows. So I like to draw in stuff from there and put it into songs um, because I just like, I like to write about stuff like that. 
um, as like a concept. So, I mean, definitely modern media uh, slash anime is a was a big influence in this album and uh, really helped me personally kind of write stuff and um, just tell the lyrics in a way that I think other people can really relate to and enjoy. Um, there's references everywhere in like the album for like shows. Um, Eastern Lights is um, kind of loosely based on that show Lucifer that's like on Netflix. Okay. It's um, basically an interpretation of that just made into a slamming metal song. So, I mean, we draw a whole bunch of inspiration, you know, from our personal life, from media, um, and just try to make it into like the, uh, the best album we could um, with uh, all the talent we had uh, production wise and, you know, all the members contributing, you know, equally to like different songs, you know, like writing songs here, writing songs there. Um, yeah, it was just um, a really collaborative album in you know in a sense it's just we had like everyone really putting their own two cents in it and uh just making it the best it can be well that's always a good thing because you're gonna get a more complete feel to the album where everyone's gonna be able to put their input in there and because mm-hmm. everyone's gonna have different personal influence in their life whether it's from music whether it's from life experience so when it comes to writing a certain song you're trying to evoke a certain emotion or talk about a certain topic while you might be trying to describe it in one way or express it musically in one way, someone might have gone through something very similar within the band, but they can put and interject and be like, hey, there's an idea. Here's a different way to go about this. Let's see if this works because they went through something like that. They have another connection to it, but in a different route. But again, the same emotion and all of a sudden it just hits the way you want it to hit. So by including everyone in there, you get a bigger diversity of musical talent to work with the musical inspiration to work with to create the best songs possible and create the most full songs possible for this album. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what happened. You know, our producers, we've been working with them uh, since like, I don't even know, 2011, uh, Carson Slovak, Grant McFarland. Um, you know, they've done the new like Moss to Flames um, upcoming new era album. Uh, ABR. Um, yeah, they've just, they've just been um, just killing it lately <laughs> with all these bands. So um, it's really fun bouncing ideas off of them and uh, they really improve our game too. You know what I mean? Just um, in terms of being musicians, kind of like taking us to like the next level and like, you know, taking apart and like something could be like down here and just kind of raising the bar and just, you know, just, putting that extra little like spice on there, extra spicy spice. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate them. You know, really going all in on this album and, um, you know, taking the time and dedication to, uh, make a great sounding product that hopefully, you know, everyone will enjoy for decades to come. Um, whoever happens then, you know, if, if we're all still around, but <clears throat> I'm thinking we will be, but yeah, I just, um, I'm just so thankful for everyone who's come into this album with a positive attitude and just contributed something that I think people will enjoy and listen to all year. And um, yeah, nothing beats that, man. 
Well, a couple of things on that. One is when you're talking about the producers that you work with and working with bands like like Moss to Flames and uh, August Burns Red, especially in 2020, where you take a look at the albums that they've helped produce for that year with Guardians and with No Attorney and Gold. You take a look around that. I mean, those are some of the best albums in metalcore where I know uh, the big metalcore guy on Twitter, Mr. Alan Harrington, those were in his top four albums of the year. I think like Moss to Flames came in at number four and August Burns Red came in at number one. When I did my rankings for all the albums this year, I think I had like Moss of Flames at 10 and August Burns right at eight. So again, it's just, again, that's a top 10 right there. So you're seeing just where they end up ranking. So you're working with people that, especially with metalcore sounds, they really know what they're doing and they can really help push you further into that and really help raise the level of your music. One other thing I wanted to add though, was when you're talking about wanting to have people enjoy this album and really connect with it for many years to come listening to the lyrical content on it and seeing where you were going with the ideas on this album. One thing that's always interesting to see is when you're kind of really trying to drive at a topic or drive at a situation in your music, it all depends upon how you deliver it because there's times where people really put themselves in there and really go personal in there, or there's times where it's a little bit more um, abstract and a little bit more, okay, it's a guided kind of principle. However, people are able to really pick up their emotion, really make their own meaning along that guided principle within the music. There are times where I know bands where they go super duper specific on it. And there are people that if you didn't go through that specifically the way they have it written, then you're not going to connect with it as well. There's times where people go way too abstract where you're listening to it's like, okay, that's cool, but I have no idea what's going on. With your guys, though, you kind of had that perfect middle ground where there is a description there and people can really relate to the lyrics. However, they're really going to relate to them more in their own way and they're not going to be really specifically into it. They're going to be guided towards it, but they're going to really take this album and make it their own in terms of listening to it and really feeling its impact. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about. Um, I could have like a interpretation, but like it doesn't, like it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's like whatever the person listening um really wants to hear and uh where however they interpret the song is um really you know one of my goals is like a you know like a songwriter it's just to have not to kind of like lay out a thing and like oh this is like you know this is the way to follow the song this is this 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 it's like nah you can just you can take it like any meaning you want to and then just kind of put it out there associate with your own um that's what good songs are made out of man yeah i mean that's um which is what like the best songs out there are doing. Um, they make you, you know, feel like an emotional attachment to it in your own way. And um, you take it from there. Um, we did, yeah, we did like a lot of like abstract stuff and a lot of specific stuff. Um, uh, most of the time I would think of a song, it's I'd uh, kind of picture a theme in my head and just kind of go from there. Um, especially for Bloom, I was thinking, um, I was watching just like a lot of music videos on YouTube at that time. <laughs> and um, probably one of my favorite uh, videos of all time is um, uh, Newfound Glory, I Don't Want to Know um, from Catalyst. Yes. 2003, four, um, a really respected album in our band, um, without a doubt, even though, you know, we're not even close to anything pop punk or anything like that. But just, um, you know, one, a respected album. Um, you know, between like, you know, at least like me, Al, Cody. Um, so I pictured that video and kind of wrote something that I thought, you know, would kind of like represent that scene and just all that raw emotion. Um, so it's, um, it was like a kind of like a stepping stone onto what the song became. 
and again, just taking inspiration from something like that, like, again, because you said earlier, you took inspiration from certain other things, like anime, maybe some literature, but you took inspiration from a mm-hmm. newfound glory video for this song. And yeah, it's going to be something where people that also are connected to newfound glory, especially in music, especially around the scene that we're in, I mean, a lot of people, they might not necessarily know as much of newfound glory, but when they hear the name newfound glory, they know exactly what you're talking about they know exactly what kind of songs you're thinking of so they can jump into that right away and they can really see where the inspiration came from for bloom yeah man it's all about like nostalgia um it's just you know something that looking back on like i really enjoyed so it's like why not just um make something kind of from that story and just roll from there man um yeah it's all about just um you know having that effect and you know really kind of like writing from the heart um yeah, I really like that song. Um, probably one of the better songs I think we've probably done ever. Um, it's just so many aspects of that song are just crazy, and I can't even like describe it. It's just such a cool song. Um, we were playing it live. You know, it's like probably one of the first new songs we ever played live too for people, and um, they always hit hard. Always got a good reception. Um, so, yeah, dope song. Dope video. Uh, shout out to JT from Era for killing his part too in there. He absolutely rocked it. And the video, man. Such a cool dude. And because I do have to agree with you with having JT from Era on that track was definitely where it brought up because I believe if I heard it correctly, his unclean vocals are definitely more in the bridge and the breakdown of that song. I just want to make sure on that before I go into it because if I'm that wrong on that, I'm going to look like a total fool in front of you guys. So, yeah, he's um he comes in like right after the bridge, you know, and uh, just absolutely slams like the last, I don't even know, like mid of the song. <laughs> so it's pretty much just him going hard. And um, yeah, I don't know. He just we just wanted like a really big feature in that part just to kind of like just drive it home. And um, yeah, he really um, he wrote his part. Um you know, I really, we didn't have like any input. We're just like, Hey man, just write ever, whatever you think of, whatever sounds good. And, um, usually when we go that route, it's kind of, you know, it's, we always get something that sounds badass, And, uh, that was the case here too. And I think you definitely did as well. Cause I, the reason I have to put this in there is just so that people can understand where I'm coming from, where when I was listening to the song, trying to figure out exactly where the meaning was it, what I was going to interpret it with, it kind of felt like it revolved around the end of a relationship and how we kind of at times don't want those relationships to end. And there are times just where people grow apart because that happens. But then there's also the desire to reemerge in our own and bloom once again, kind of like a flower again, bloom. There it is. And it's something we want to do to move on. And there are times where, especially with the vocal set, I think with JT on there, it really did work out well because with that bridge, it kind of had as much softer but roughness attached to it. So we were kind of going to the heaviness, that impactful sound that is a desire that, that the end of the relationship has to really go forward and bloom forward. However, with the breakdown, I mean, you get the payoff here because his vocals just come in and they just blast you with this unclean, raw glory with a heavy breakdown. And I thought it was a great move on your part just because it creates that kind of like full on just, I'm done with this. Yeah! fuck kind of feel yeah exactly yeah yeah um yeah just the whole structure of that that song um really good um i I just love it um it's just you know jt after that bit you know um we kind of slowly faded out with some clean vocals and um i think it drags into poison after that um so yeah yeah, it's just um a, a lot of an album is kind of song placement in the album 
Um, I don't know if really people think about that. I like to think, you know, people do. Like, like, why is a song kind of structured the way it is, or like an album, like, like track by track? Why is it structured like that? It's just because it kind of like, um, it's just like it fits that way. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like it should be like a maybe like a college course, or um, like a spend like a semester on it. How to like structure an album with uh, songs? I don't know, but um, definitely bands uh, take that into you know account. Um, at least like bigger bands, I absolutely know they do. Um, and maybe the labels too, they probably have like a little say like, oh, well, you know, like poppy song, we gotta keep it, you know, towards the front, you know what I mean? Heavier songs kind of towards the back, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just all about the, how the album flows. And um, it's kind of like almost a, like a dying art of just like kind of listening to an album from start to finish. Oh, I've gone in deep with that concept and the biggest, again, streaming is going to be the biggest reason for it. And however, my biggest uh, thought process is for that comes through my background of studying economics when I was in college, because people are able to stream music right now. And that's basically the the name of the game where people are paying Spotify, Apple music, whatever service they're paying for, Mm -hmm. and they can pick any song at any time. So what they're doing is it's like, okay, they're going to go on to a band and I'm just going to use you guys as an example. So they go on to you guys sent like, well, it's going to pull up your Spotify at this current moment right now. And the top song on there on the most popular as we're recording, this is bloom as a matter of fact. So they're going to listen to bloom right away as the first one. And what kind of sucks is they're able to have so many different choices. If they're not going to like within the first like 10, 15 seconds, they're going to end up just going back to what they originally like. They're just going to end up sticking back within that. And again, the variety uh, to pick is fantastic. However, people don't have the investment anymore into listening to a whole album unless they're really invested into that band personally. It's not like going out like in the, you know, the mid 90s, early 2000s, going to, or even beforehand, going to buy a physical album, whether it's a CD, vinyl, cassette, A track, whatever it is you're physically paying for that. You're actually purchasing that. So you're putting an investment into that. So you're going to end up listening to the whole thing to make sure you can find some, at least something that you like out of it. So when you're going to listen to it again, yeah, you might not like every single song, but you went through it and you found out maybe some of the deep cuts that, you know, people didn't really necessarily find out about streaming today. I'll use Polaris as a perfect example of this because the singles that came off of the death of me did really well. However, there is one song on that album that just blew me away completely. And if it, I didn't listen to the whole entire thing, I would have completely missed it. It was my favorite song from the whole entire year. It was a song called Above My Head. Absolutely fantastic with the way they work. The Napoleonic guitars really bring out this whole depression feel. Like you cannot overcome this depression and you're so stuck inside your head and you can't get above, you're like in way above it. It's just like, yep. you don't know what the hell to do. And I've gone through that. So I it, it hit me in a whole different way. But because it wasn't a single, if I was just someone that kind of just, streamed all my music and all of a sudden, Oh, I didn't like the first single. Oh, I'd have bounced right out of that and gone back to listen to rise against. No, through <laughs> by doing that, I found so much more music that I never really knew about and have enjoyed it so much more. It's like my musical library just keeps expanding and expanding. All of a sudden people are asking me about what bands to listen to. And I just ask them, okay, what do you like? And I'm pulling out like 10 different bands from the top of my head without even thinking. Yeah, man. I mean, definitely with the, uh, Polaris, man, another, um, I think Carson and Grant mixed that new album. If I'm not mistaken, I'm a, I think they just mixed it. They produced like the uh, um, the Mortal Coil, um, and you know, I had some badass songs on it too, man, Whew, man. But um, yeah, the Polaris, man, also a good band. Um, 
just jumping back into, you know, like the whole thing. It's just, yeah. I mean, I think sometimes just people just need to, you know, um, just take a drive and listen to a thing from start to finish. <laughs> um, oh God, yeah. Can I get like the, the full effect of um, the art in that way? And uh, it kind of just kind of drives home the album. It's great to listen to singles. Um, it's great that people are listening to music in general, you know, even like ours. I'm just, I'm over the moon that our Spotify is, you know, kind of like um, doing pretty well right now. Um, hopefully it climbs. Um, but um, I really think people need to like just go out for a night drive, pop that bad boy in once we get the CDs out, <laughs> pop them in if your car still has a CD player um and just you know just um take it all in <sighs> or if your car doesn't have a, I'll say if your car doesn't have a cd player because you're probably just hooked up to bluetooth on your phone what you do is is when this album comes out when mystic Aura comes out what i want you to do is and this is everyone listening that night if you're driving somewhere that you know it's going to take you a little bit more than a half hour to get to here's what you're going to do you're going to go to spotify you're going to look up ascent like Wolves, you're going to look up mystic aura and you're going to play it from beginning to end and right when you hit play like close your phone out, but make sure it's still running and put it somewhere where it's kind of harder to reach so that you're not tempted to just be like, just to switch it really taking the full effect of it, really taking yep. the art behind it. Happens to me all the time. I'll drop my phone like down the seat. And I'll be like, well, we got some listening to this now, you know, for the most part. So um, definitely the thing to do. Um, I feel like Mr. Gores is like a, um, like a night, like a night driver. <laughs> night driver type of vibe to it um because i've driven to it very you know just like listening at night <laughs> for you know like a lot in the past year i was like man this is a great album to drive at night too um so definitely um yeah definitely a great album to listen to front and back um very proud of it um can't wait for people to hear it still um ah, yeah I'm gonna have to take a listen to this thing on a night drive sometime too, because thinking about it, one definitely very, do it, yeah, definitely, man. One very consistent thing that I heard it was with the way the guitar tones were, especially in the second half. While those songs did go a little bit harder, in my opinion, the guitar mm -hmm. tones still kind of brought this more melancholic feel to kind of bring you a little bit down a little bit to really let you kind of just take the full effect of the song in the media, really take a look into yourself and to figure out why you desire the th certain things that you do in life, whether it's more social, more personal, more economical, more psychological, whatever it might be. But taking a drive at night when you're kind of more in that closed, confined space because you're driving, your mind is really only focused on one thing, and that is, well, half focus on one thing probably, which is probably making sure you're on the road, but then you're able yep. to let your mind wander a little bit and really kind of take into effect what the music is actually trying to tell you. So definitely listening to this album on a nighttime drive, just you know, hit up the highway, just go drive for a half hour, just enjoy this album, really let it sink in. And especially when you get to that second half where the little bit more of that melancholy feel comes to the guitars with the heaviness that the drums and the bass guitar really bring in, mm -hmm. ooh, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, man. Um, guitar is um, really dynamic in this release. Um, you know, we try to put as many as we could <laughs> in uh, every song just to make it, um, I guess, crunchier and just smoother. You know, anything you want. You know what I mean? We got... Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a really, really nice uh, guitar tone and like everything too. I love the cleans. Um, you know, uh, uh, we had like, you know, at least uh, we had like Jeff, Blake, Kyle uh, record parts and songs. And um, 
they do a phenomenal job on the album absolutely crush it and it's just um it's just that back to that feeling of you know like everyone working together and like just kind of putting their like little piece in to make something sound as best as it possibly could um yeah such an integral part of like being a band and uh making a piece of art that will you know stand the test of time Oh, easily. And when it comes to those multiple guitars as well, because there was a good amount of times where you had that one guitar that was playing a little bit more, kind of that, what reminded me of a lot of that Architects Holy Hell inspired guitar style with a little bit more of like a higher pitch, a little bit more of a drawn back style though. Mm -hmm. Even a couple of guitars really kind of focus more into that heavier, more down-tuned style that you would expect in metalcore. However, those heavier down-tuned ones in the terms of like total volume and taking over the song, they were drawn back a little bit more to really just kind of add a little bit more to that heaviness that the drums were really bringing in at the same time. However, they're really letting that like cleaner guitar shine at the same time as well. So you're definitely getting a little bit more of a different balance here, which helped really emit a lot of those emotions that you were trying to put out within the music. Definitely, man. Yeah. I mean, um, just, it's such a, like a crazy thing. Um, architects definitely a big inspiration for the band as well um yeah i feel like what metal band is inspired by you know architect songs you know because you know they are it's just that's just what's out what's what's popular what's hip what what fucking goes hard so people want to kind of incorporate that into their music as well because they hear you know how good it sounds and how well they do it so it's um you know like paying homage to them and kind of like keeping like the uh, whole you know um metalcore like seen alive um yeah i mean we have a whole i think there's like a few songs with um like kind of like architecty vibes in there um not too obvious but you know we definitely pay homage to them and um yeah definitely one of like the better bands in the scene right now i think I will say this for people that listen to this stuff. I mean, they're definitely going to be able to pick up a little bit of that vibe for me, however, because I mean, I've listened to a lot of stuff like this over the past couple of years and really dive as deep as possible as I can. That architect's vibe was really something that I picked up on a couple of instances, Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it, I mean, especially after when they released Holy Hell in 2018, because that was actually the first real metalcore album that I listened to. So, Hey, great one to start out with. Right. But really dive into that. It's like, I'm kind of got stuck on that. And then hearing a bunch of other bands kind of take inspiration from that. It does make a lot of sense because of how dynamic that sound was and how different it was in terms of just the, the emotion that they were bringing out there. Of course, the loss of Tom Cyril and really trying to, and holy hell, what it seemed like was going and describing that grief process from beginning to end. I mean, that album was almost flawless from beginning to back with how they did that. So taking inspiration from that totally makes a lot of sense because there's so many people that connect to that sound. Even when you take a listen to what they did on their new album, which is going to come out a week after yours, guys, is going to come out. But with the singles that are out at the time of recording this with Animals and Black Lungs, with Animals, they kind of really focus in on that style, but give a little bit more of a poppy like synth feel to it. Yeah, me, dude. I, I know a lot of people like that. For me, I'm like, eh, it's a little bit too poppy, synthy for my taste. Then mm-hmm. Black Lungs came out and just like, okay, here we go. This is freaking awesome. Like they went a lot harder on that one. I'm like, okay, they definitely had that dynamic there where I know a lot of bands are going to taking inspiration from them as well off of the new one. However, I feel like we're going to get a lot different kind of stuff as well because the dynamics they're going to go with are going to be from that kind of like a little bit of the softer middle core ends. All of a sudden that black lungs just end. Definitely, man. Yeah. Very stoked uh, to hear how that album's going to sound um, when it comes out. Um, yeah. It'll be like another game changer type of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we try to, you know, um, 
get a lot of influence from you know other bands and stuff and uh the people who like have done features on the album have even you know like um inspired us to be like better musicians and just um you know just be better people um like on like death effect with brian um you know he absolutely crushed his part too um gave out that song a whole like fucking heavy vibe we were looking for um he's a cool dude uh really completed the song just makes it sound like next level shit i think Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I've got to go into depth effect when it came to the vocals as well. I got to take, I got to look at and tell you guys what I thought about that whole entire song, just because Holy crap. You were totally right on that with, especially the vocal part, because when you kind of start on the verses, they kind of start out unclean. They had this like cutting quality. And it feels like you've really been taken advantage of if you're listening to them, kind of, mm-hmm. especially within the uh, meaning kind of with like where I thought it was meaning to like, take a look at why people stick with so much of a conforming lifestyle and why it's kind of like a death sentence in a way. Like, there's a Cards Against Humanity card, which is like, grow up, go to college, get married, have some kids, buy some shit, move to Florida, and die. There and it is, man. Yep. That's what it really reminded me of. It. People are questioning why people don't resist, how people kind of fall into that ease of conformity instead of really going after their dreams and really going after what they want. And contrary to what you guys are, because you guys are doing just that with a scent like Wolves. And I love the unclean vocals, especially more in that verse to start out, because... It takes that heavier sound and basically makes it, you know, basically takes that heavier sound and makes it their bitch in a way. And this is Metalcore at its best. Like, if you guys would have released this in 2020 like you originally had planned, this would have been an absolute gem for sure. 2021, is it going to be a gem? Well, yeah. If it was going to be a gem in 2020, it's going to be one in 2021. And then the chorus, you had that little bit of a cleaner sense with a little bit of a higher pitch to it with the heavier instrumentals from the drums. It had some of that bursting guitar. And I thought it was great as well because it creates the contrast between those two parts of the song with the vocalist. I'm a huge fan of this piece because then you're really getting a full vibe from the song with the different contrasting style vocals. However, that connection is there where it doesn't feel like this is kind of forced. It feels like this is a natural feel. But then that, because Brian had to be in the breakdown of this because holy crap, it was brutal. And it was exactly what I'm talking about, what I wanted to see. Because those even more brutal, unclean vocals, they took this song essentially to a deadly place. And I thought it was an absolute perfect addition because it takes the vocals and just amps them up overall with those unclean parts. You have so many different dynamics going on with the sounds, with clean, unclean, and then Brian's unclean. Oh my God, vocally, this I think this vocally, the way it was mixed, this might have been your guys' best performance on the album. Oh, thank you so much, man. That means a lot. Um, yeah, definitely. This is one of the songs that I just kind of wrote all the lyrics and basically uh, did performed all the vocals. Um, my brother likes to, you know, we like to trade, especially on this album between um, uh, singing and stuff like that and just clean vocals. Um, a lot of people can't really tell the difference of like who's on the who's on who. <laughs> Even people have been, you know, like, um, you know, with me from the beginning, they're like, like, oh man, is that like Al right there? I'm like, no, man, that's me. <laughs> that's me singing that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man, I just, I just can't tell. I'm like, all right, well. Um, so I think we we both like stepped up in like the vocal department here. Um, he, Al does do some uh, kind of like background screams in there. And um, but the rest of the song, it's just my voice, um, you know, like the high pitch ass voice um, and the chorus all me. Um, Brian really gives like kind of like the extra oomph in it there. Um, I always felt like his singing also like he doesn't do any clean singing in this album. Uh, or in this song, but I always felt like he just sounds like the guy from Rise Against. Am I wrong? 
I'm going to have to really go back and listen to 2020 albums. I listened to it once or twice, but I didn't really listen to it that much in full. Again, that's going to be something I have to take a drive go to. Check, go check it out, man. Like, go go listen to um, Currents, their last album, The Way It Ends, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. And tune into his, like, clean vocals. And I'm like, man, it sounds like the fucking guy from Rising Ants. Is that him? I'm like, nah, it's his Currents. I'm like, shit. It always threw me through a loop, but um definitely check out his voice man I, i'm almost certain it sounds like dead on like with um with tim mackerath yeah Hanks. yeah almost like like the he's like the like the metalcore singer version because i was like man like this voice has to come around again at some point and i think it's i think it's in there i'm gonna uh, really have to go and take a listen especially with how much i listen to it out, yeah. holy shit i'm gonna be able to like i'm gonna have to pick that thing apart i know when i was that album came out though because when it came out i was they, I was on a do like a, I was on a family vacation in northern Wisconsin because my aunt and uncle have a house up there, so we were hanging out okay. there. And I think it also came out the, around the exact same time that How to Survive a Funeral by Make Them Suffer came out, and that was the one that I was a lot bigger into because, of course, right when I heard Erase Me as a lead single, I was just like, okay, I really got to listen to this whole entire thing when it comes out. That song, that song I agree, bang! It was my it was my fourth favorite song of the year. It I I listen to it pretty much almost every day if I'm in the gym because it just. You get that yeah. like piano and all of a sudden you just hear Erase Me. You're just like you're ready to yeah, freaking dude. go at that moment. Yeah, dude. Everything's sounding off in that song. Um you know, making suffer a good band. Um glad to have the you know Buka on a song. Um really adds like a different feel from other stuff we've done in the past. More like ballad like. Um yeah, I was just you know, so happy to get like all these people on like on this shit. <laughs> just to, like make it into one crazy almost like kind of like a like a rap album with like so many features that's kind of what it felt like in a way however that's the goal man like i I won't be like the like a rap album just like have (laughs) why can't we have like just like 10 people on like a thing yeah i mean like no one wants to hear my voice for fucking 40 minutes man let's face it yeah i mean so it's it's always fun to get other people in there and like have them just um just change the song and just like you know kind of collaborate and just make it you know, better than what I could think of. I mean, Nick, I don't know. There's probably, there's that one guy in Mongolia who definitely wanted to listen to sing for 40 minutes straight. Yeah, maybe him, but <laughs> I think he, if he's a fan of like my music, he's definitely a fan of the people that are featured on oh, the yeah. album too, which um, I'm sure he would appreciate wherever he is right now. Yeah. All right. I, the reason I brought the whole make them suffer thing too, is because one, it's true. And two, I also wanted to transition into the track that you have with Bukan dissolve and, the reason I want to bring it up is because there is one thing when I listen to that track, one thing that kind of stands out in my mind. And the only reason I bring this up is because when I listen to this stuff, I want to be as honest as possible. And mm-hmm. it felt like there was just like what you did with Buka with, cause she had her vocals more kind of isolated in the first chorus of the song. And I really liked that, that move, that move in the end, just because it had the softer, more ballad feel to it overall, more melodic, a little bit more melancholic at the same time as well. And it really did work out well in the style of the instrumentals. However, I was like, okay, let's see what happens in the second verse, see how they bring this back into the chorus as well. And I was excited to see it. However, with the chorus, what I was thinking you guys were going to go with in terms of how it was going to sound with Buka and what you guys ended up doing were two kind of different things. So I kind of want to know what the idea was because it sounded like you guys had the clean vocals from what between you and your brother. I don't know which one it was because I couldn't tell which one it was between the two of you. I couldn't differentiate between yeah. clean and unclean screams between you guys. Like, oh my God, it was, it was pretty much dead on. But with that style, it kind of had a little bit more of the vocals of the song with 
instead of more of a duet style, it kind of had like the clean vocals out there with Buka being more that accenting vocal type. And I was kind of expecting this to have like a duet style where the clean vocals are going to be in there, but then you're also going to have Buka's vocals as a duet over it and just really let them blast forward. So you had a little bit of a different sound, but really also had that power behind it. Kind of similar to what um, uh, Breaking Benjamin did with their uh, like remix or uh, reimagining of Dear Agony that they had Lacey Sturm on. However, yeah, a little yeah. bit more of the powerhouse behind the female vocals. That's kind of where I was thinking that this was going to go. So why did you go with more of that clean vocal style for the second chorus and then have Buka in there, but be having more of like an accenting, more complimentary style? Um, let's see. Um, I'll start out with Sam. I'm not even like on this song at all. <laughs> like straight up, like <laughs> have like zero appearance. Um, this is like the, this song is like the brainchild of like my brother, uh buka and uh you know um our guitarist uh blake mcclyman bm um you know wrote like all like the um solo parts and shit like that um so i'm not sure like what exactly you know they were planned you know going into this um i know it's probably one of the last songs done for the album and um you know we got um you know, like Buka's vocals, and um, you know, we were like, and he's like, man, like, um, we she had done like a different few different takes of different styles that she could put here and there. Um, so we like heard a few takes and um, pretty much took what we thought would work in the song best or what's like the most interesting feel to it. So that's pretty much how it, it came to sound like that. It just sounded like more of a um, uh, like a fuller song with like her vocals with my brothers and um kind of backing him up um she does have like a small section in there where she's just like kind of herself and like i feel like that's the one of the coolest parts in there it's just it was such a uh, like a weird melody that has never been sung in like a scent like wolf song ever <laughs> it's oh, just God, yeah. it's one of those i heard it, i was like yeah we're picking like that style that sounds something like out of this world that we that we would have never thought of putting on album so um yeah it's just a really really cool emotional song um guitar work is amazing um you know our drummer does a great job too of accenting parts and um kind of just building up the song um but yeah i'm not on that one um so i don't know i maybe my brother has something else to say but i don't, I don't have too big of a say on that one Fair enough. Don't worry about that. The only reason I bring it up is just because whenever I do this stuff, if there's something that I have a question on or if something I didn't necessarily think that worked out the best, I do want to bring it up because that's just the honest opinion coming from me. It's not mm -hmm. me trying to be like, oh, put the album down or anything, put the song down or anything. I want to know the understanding of it because also mm -hmm. when it comes to the construction of the song and where you guys are really going with it and what the reason behind it is. Again, the, the reason, the, like the really reason why I might not connect with it is just because there might be a misconnection in terms of how you wrote it, where you were going with it in terms of the inspiration, the meaning behind it, and then how I perceived it and then how my emotions kind of took over the song in terms of my perception and then wanted to go in a different direction. That's just me being a little bit nitpicky on that point for my own opinion. Mm -hmm. However, there's going to be a lot of people that listen to that song and with what you went with in that second uh, chorus with the more accenting, more complimentary style vocals from Buka, people are really going to also attach to that as well. It mm -hmm. all kind of depends upon how you really feel the music come within you and the own like personal experiences that you have with yourself. So it's definitely something that people are going to connect with. However, on my end, it's like this just wasn't the song that I connected with the most. There are a couple others on this album where I was just like, uh, 
can can they release this now instead so people can actually yeah, listen yeah. to this? Well, you know, I always always you know enjoy feedback and stuff like that, man. Um, um, definitely a different uh, style of song on the album, and we just kind of wanted to you know um, kind of pull away a little bit from you know bouncy riffs and um, just me screaming. <laughs> so we wanted to mix it up a little bit, throw something else out there, kind of like on um, on the like the Crystal Lake album, the Helix, they released, um, I don't even remember when. I think it was 2019. Something like that. Yeah. They had a song on there that was kind of like, um, I think it was called Just Confusing. Starts off with like a cell phone ring, which is also like kind of like an outlier on the album. It's like, it's like, oh, well, like this is kind of on the album, but ends up being like one of the tracks I come back to the most just because it's, um, it sounds so different. But um, yeah, I mean, um Definitely, I think people uh, hook on to the song and um, definitely enjoy it and uh, put their own spin on it and um, just hopefully, you know, bump it all year. Or if not that song, just have are some songs on this album that they're going to bump all year because you've got multiple songs to pick from that you're going to end up connecting with where when it comes to Dissolve, did I connect with that as much as I did with other songs? No, but did I connect with a song like Telephone a lot? Oh, God, that was probably my favorite song from the whole entire record. And it came in at number, well, it came in third on the track list. So when you guys listen to the album, you listen to it through, you're going to get the intro. Then you're going to go right into, I want to make sure I get the name right while I'm looking at this. You're going to go right into Eastern Lights because I'm like, I know it's Eastern something. I just want to make sure I get it right. Then you're going to Telephone. And when you listen to that one, trust me on this one, that one is the one that really hit me the heaviest, really got stuck in my head. I mean, I was listening to it, really dry, diving into it, really writing out my whole review of it. I'm trying to see how many pages I want with this one. That's about a page, almost two pages is full of just looking into this thing. So, yeah, if I did that and I was super happy to go through it, trust me, you're going to want to listen to this song. Yeah, Telephone. Um, definitely probably one of the coolest songs we've ever written as a band. Um, definitely kind of about as close to pop punk as we'll ever get. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, ah, man, that song is so, so cool, man. Just how, you know, that song has been in the, in the works for a while. And um, to finally, you know, hear the full thing and be like, wow, like this turned out exactly, you know, like how we wanted it. Um, it's just such a dope song. Um, can't wait for people to hear it. Um yeah, I really don't have like uh, words to describe. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's such a cool song, such a such a cool dope song. Well, I mean, I, I could give it a, my shot as well, but I gotta ask this question first about the telephone, which is, what was the inspiration behind it in terms of the meaning? Because I think I picked up on it pretty good. However, I want to see if where I picked up on it and how you guys looked at it to really make this song come through in terms of the meaning behind it kind of match up. Yeah, so I mean, I think most of those telephones about kind of like missed um, miscommunication in a sense, you know, and just um, kind of being like on the wrong end of things, you know, waiting to see how something's going to turn out. Um, yeah, it's just a really, it's a really bouncy song, but, you know, the lyrics are very, um, you know, emotional and uh, almost depressing. <laughs> very depressing uh, lyrics and, um, to a bouncy song but um you know it's you know about like just like miscommunication and relationships and um you know everyone goes through that goes through that shit and it's good to have um 
I think like a a song to kind of convey it. Understandable, and I think I kind of picked up on that, but I went a little bit of a and a little bit of like a back road to get there too because when i looked at it what i thought it kind of brought in was it brought in that like misconnection feel and just like that lack of connection communication but where i looked at it was it was like the desire to be loved in today's world and how we deal with kind of just communication through our phones like people are trying to connect with people people are trying to base like find love basically on like stuff like tinder hinge bumble you're just swiping right swiping left and people are able to just kind of not really get invested into it. So we're really missing out on this genuine human connection under the umbrella mm-hmm. of convenience. So when I listen to that, I'm like, okay, kind of that's where I'm picking up with the, where the meaning of the song goes. But as the song went on, I mean, I, lo- I thought overall, this is the song to look out when this full release comes out because the instrumental construction here is really one that creates this innate feel of depression building. So it has that bouncy style to it with the consistently higher, slightly higher pitch tune style in the guitars that architects would have. So it really creates that like bouncy feel really kind of just amps it up with like, feels like, like depression and that misconnection feel is really building, but how the vocals create this as well and amplify this throughout the whole entire song. So we get that feeling from that lack of human connection, not only through the instrumentals, but really feel it through the vocal tones as well was an absolutely great move. Well done here. This is probably my favorite song on the album. Oh man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, probably like mine, Al's favorite song. I mean, it's just, um, you know, from the first moment we like heard like the lick and stuff like that and um, kind of demoed it out. Um, we kind of knew it would be like, like one of the go-to songs in the album. Um, there, there, we do have a music video film for it and everything. So um, that'll probably drop like next month too, or when mystic Horus releases something like that. So we do have like a little, like, um, you know, cinematography to show with it too, um, that we kind of piled together. Um, uh, when was that like a few months ago now, but, um, yeah, we, you know, we definitely very proud of that song. Um, just, yeah, it's just so, so damn cool. Um, my favorite is like the, um, like the like eighty solo, kind of at the end <laughs> of the song to bring it bring it out. Um, it's cool vibes, man. Yeah, I mean it's just like one of those one of those uh, mood setters where it's um, you know just a little bit different and um, a little bit more um, a little poppier. You know, sometimes you have to have a little pop. You know, and um, that's what we that's what we did. Yeah, sometimes you have to add a little bit of that extra inspiration in there, extra like uh, influence in there that necessarily doesn't always fit within the scope of like that bass metal core sound. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine just because sometimes they end up just creating those songs that are going to stand out in the grand scheme of things like Telephone definitely does here because it does have a little more of that bounce to it. However, it really drives home that emotion, when, especially when you listen to the way that the, the lyrics are sung, the tone of the vocals, and just the way every bit of the song is built up to kind of add that kind of that anxiety driving up inside you where it just kind of builds slowly, slowly, slowly. And it just keeps going because especially like how I took a look at it. I mean, you're constantly swiping right all of a sudden, Hey, you might get some matches. You message them. And all of a sudden, you know, Hey, you're going to get some messages back. And all of a sudden, okay, you agree to go meet somebody you go out and meet them at a bar or something. You sit down at the bar and you look at your phone all of a sudden they've completely removed you from everything. They blocked you from everything. And now you're sitting there wondering what the hell actually happened. And why do I say that? Because that has happened to me before. Yeah, it's, it's so cool that you like kind of like thought of it like that, man. I just never, never pictured that song in like that aspect before. Um, 
but it just goes back to like when people how people put like meanings to the songs it's like almost better than what i intended it for it to be you know what i mean it's just it has a lot of times when people like will explain like what it's about to me i'm like i'll be like secret in my head be like oh yeah that's just like way better than what i thought of you know what i mean so i'll be like yeah yeah um that's exactly what i was going for right there um but yeah you that's a i would say it's a great um interpretation of the song and um definitely applies to today's world um now more than ever man um you know yeah it's just whack i was gonna say but one other thing it does is kind of what we brought up earlier in the podcast was we we're talking about the meanings where you kind of found that happy medium where you definitely had your own meanings to it but you kept it more abstract to the point where people are able to put themselves and their personal situations into the meanings of the songs a lot easier to where yeah it might sound better like what how i described it what i thought of it was mm. but the main concept behind the the whole song which was that miscommunication or that lacking of genuine connection with people yeah that's definitely the whole key of it all so the the base meaning is there but it's just how we get there and how our minds arrive at that and how our minds really take that it's how we get there is different but we still all arrive at the same point you might just take that more straight and narrow path where i take the scenic route crash into a tree and come limping over <laughs> yeah man um for sure i mean I just like uh, I love just hear, hearing people's um, stories of what like what um, our songs mean to them, and um, you know just how they kind of used it to like get through something or um, inspire them to do something, or they just um, flat out just like the message behind it. Um, you know, that's kind of like uh, aim for me you know, to get people uh, thinking about stuff. Um, just just to have like some something to go off i mean i just really like to i like to know that i inspire people to like you know like um play music maybe someday or become a vocalist themselves or start writing themselves you know um so i really think like songs like these um can like really propel and um just help inspire maybe like a future generation of people who you know don't think they can uh be in a band or you know be a vocalist or like i'm not a musician i can't do anything like i can barely like yeah you know, like i i'm not like um you know like the world's best musician like in any regard you know i just kind of stumbled into stuff started screaming and you know here we are <laughs> yeah i mean um it's just about taking what you have and kind of like improving and just stepping it up um with every release you have Totally understandable. And when it comes down to what you just said about inspiring a different generation or the next generation, when it comes down to it, it's like, even if you don't think, oh, you know, I can't play music or I really can't sing or anything like that. You want to know something else that you can do. You can use it to just inspire life in a completely different way. And honestly, if you're looking for a great example of that you can take a look at Nick in terms of the more musical style or Take a look at the other side of this podcast. Take a look at me. If it wasn't for music, I probably would have stuck in that viral state, like that spiral depression. And it was all because music helped me pull out of that. And it was the inspiration behind it. And it was how much I connected with it. That's why I'm doing this. That's why it all started. That's how this whole entire thing got going. And now I've got different songs for every, almost any aspect of life you could think of. I mean, anything I can pull out. So, okay, I got a song for this. I got a song for this. I got a song for this. If I'm really feeling down out, I really see that like inspiration that pick me up and just like keep going even in the darker times. Hell, I'm going to put on as much skill as I, as I freaking want. And it's just going to drive me forward because that's what it did when I needed it to. And there's different other bands that are really going to have that same effect. The, do you guys have that same effect on different people that really listen to music? Of course you do. 
of course, there's gonna be someone that listens to your music, gets inspired by it to do something that they always wanted to do in life and yeah. go for it. And, and it's like, okay, will they succeed? Will they not succeed? That all depends on them. However, the inspiration to actually take that leap could easily come from your music. Yeah. Um, crazy thing to think about, but, um, yeah, I just, I just hope that's the case for people and uh, they can, um, kind of look, look back on our, you know, catalog of work here and, um, you know, just, um, pick up a guitar, like, you know, do some vocal covers on YouTube or, anything like that you know what i mean it's just um even just to be a band right now is kind of crazy you know what i mean um i can think of like the the scene back when i like you know was in like a band you know started like the band and stuff um so much different than right now it's it's just like that i feel like there's not as many like local bands anymore to kind of like do shows and yeah i just i don't know at least, at least in like Pennsylvania, like around here, I just feel like the like the emergence of local bands are kind of like there's really none, at least um in this decade so far in like the past couple of years. Um, I don't know if that's the case or I don't know. Cause I'm trying to think of like some of the bands that are around Pennsylvania that really have like popped up, and every time I think of one, it's like okay, this is they're almost over ten years old at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I, I can't, I don't know if it's ever, everyone's being like a SoundCloud rapper right now and maybe just doing their own thing on TikTok or something like that. Maybe that's this generation's outlet for performing. I don't know. Um, but um, I kind of think it's leaning towards that, especially right now. <laughs> oh, oh def- definitely. And I honestly think that we're going to end up seeing a little bit of a turn here, especially what we saw in 2020. I've mentioned this plenty of time before. I've even made a whole freaking video about it where, Okay, we saw it happen in 2020. We saw Youngblood and Bring Me the Horizon track. We saw MGK make a whole pop punk album. And we started seeing more people listen that to that ass album. And, and getting, you know. When it comes to MGK's album, I, personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of his vocals. However, I can't bash the, I can't be like, oh, this album was terrible because the instrumentation behind it, the construction behind it, especially have, having Travis Barker helping write a lot of those songs, really did bring it out a, a, like fantastic so that we got that classic pop punk feel to it. And more kids are listening to it. More kids are getting into it. How can that not be a good thing? Like, that's that's awesome. More kids are going to end up picking up a guitar. More kids are going to end up trying to start a band, you know, playing in a garage and do what Dave Grohl wants them to do. Get in a garage and suck because that's how Nirvana started. I mean, take a look at what happened with them. That's how a lot of these bands are. They got in a garage. They just played. And they sucked at the beginning because everyone sucks at the beginning. But it, you see what happens when you get, fo- like, further along the line in there. And I think more pop artists and more hip hop artists starting to take some more influence from rock and metal and trying to do certain things within those genres and crossing them. What's going to happen is you're going to have kids in today's day and age, you know, the TikTok generation, they're going to hear that stuff and they're going to start foraying a little bit more into it. Sure, they might not like some of it at first. However, they're going to find certain things they like and all of a sudden different things are going to pop up on their Spotify or their Apple Music. Like, hey, if you like Bring Me the Horizon, why don't you check out, uh, I'm trying to think of it, why don't you check out Architects? And all of a sudden they may listen to Holy Hell and be like, holy hell, this is good. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Um, it's all about that. Um, all about those algorithms. Um, really play a big part in music right now, too. Um, especially like advertising and stuff. It's just all about the algorithm of like Spotify and Facebook, everything like that. Um, but, you know, um, as long as I guess like kids like listen to like music um, and like the new generation to come in and kind of like kill it, you know, um, yeah, everyone sucks when they first start, you know, it's just how it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I just hope to see like 
a new wave of like bands emerge, you know, that are like, you know, that just kick ass and, um, you know, can really keep it going. I think that's what we're all hoping for at this point. And yeah, it's like, you know, we're getting older. Um, who's, who's, you know, who's up next here? You know, it's kind of scary. You know what I mean, it's like, I'm like 30 in March. So, um, you know, like whole decade of like doing this shit. <laughs> it's like, well, who's going to like step up and like, you know, be that, that like first like band to come up and um, really like, you know, wow people. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think it might be more of like a, like a pop punk band just because again, you got the MGK style and, or like the, the Blink-182 style, I should say that MGK kind of had with them. But I think that's because Travis Barker also helped out with almost every single one of those tracks. But getting yep. more kids into that, of course, they're going to start checking out some more of that stuff. They're going to start bands around that. And all of a sudden, you're going to see some young bands that are playing a lot more pop punk music. And we're going to start getting next bands, like the next Blink-182, the next Fall Out Boy, the next Panic at the Disco, the next New Found Glory, the next Story So Far, the next Yellow Card. I mean, I could keep going on and on and on, but I don't, I don't feel like you want me to li- list like 40 bands off at this moment. <laughs> Yeah, I got the gist. Yeah, I got the, I got the the vibe you're throwing out. Yeah. So, Definitely. and and then of course, like I said earlier, like with the you know kids might start listening, like hey, you're listening for more Bring Me the Horizon. Hey, might want to check out Architects. Often they check out Architects, they think it's good, and say, hey, you know, you might want to check out this band. It's called the Scent Like Wolves. And they're gonna listen, and they're just gonna be like, this is something that we weren't expecting. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, gonna that, keep that's the more, goal. More and more and more and more. That's the goal right there, man. Yeah, just uh, for just people to stumble upon my music and stuff and, um, yeah, be inspired like I was inspired and just um, do something about it. Um, really inspired the um, band. That, I'm just going to, like, name drop, like, a Fight Star. Have you heard that band before? I've heard their name once or twice only. You got to check out um, that band after after this whole thing, man. Um really big inspiration probably for you know like me and my brother um just to like be that band and just <laughs> you gotta check them out man that's a probably a big inspiration for alex and i um yeah write that gonna, down <laughs> you want me okay you know let me get a pen and paper already let me write that down i do man on my list of everything i still have to do today so <laughs> yeah yeah you know, if you're a, like you want something like new to vibe to Definitely not a new band. I think their last album came out in like 2015, but definitely like like hitting them up on like Spotify. Um, have a they have like a Deftones vibe to them, um, but like British. So okay, I mean I mean I'm always open to listening to things that I haven't heard before, just because who the hell knows what's going to end up happening if it wasn't for that willingness to try and listen to new things. Hell, all of a sudden, all the bands that I've had in the podcast or found again in the podcast or bands that people have sent me i'm like you know what let's take a listen and see what happens and there's been plenty of times i'm just like uh-huh yeah we're definitely listening to this again and all of a sudden next thing you know i'm listening i'm just i'm sending all this different music out to different friends different people it's like hey check this out check this out and it's bands that people it's like well we never even have heard of this band or even thought that this was a thing heck one of my favorite bands i've ever interviewed and listened to was a russian metalcore band just because awesome. I'm like russian metalcore what the heck is this gonna sound like i listen to i'm just like um yeah can we just get more of this now <laughs> yeah man you'd be surprised like how many other countries do metalcore better than just like america <laughs> and honestly go over to europe it's like you take like british metalcore one um russian metalcore is great one of my favorite things that people don't really know of a lot of is italian metalcore don't those guys go freaking hard oh italian okay yeah um i've never heard any italian metalcore 
Um, I'm sure it goes hard. Um, I do have experience with Japanese metalcore. Oh, I've heard about Japanese metalcore. <laughs> like we were talking about Crystal Lake earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another band. Write down, man. Write down. Uh, sailing before the wind. Um, oh, their really? bassist, bassist, um, Batoku, um, toured with Crystal Lake and was in like a lot of their videos and stuff as a fill-in. Cool dude. Had the honor of sharing the stage with that band in Japan. Um, I don't know, tightest metalcore band ever. Ever. I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, and you know, it's not something I just like give out, but like I watch them play. I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just looking around like, like he can't top this, man. Like, I can't, I could never top what they do. Such a cool band. Um, they just really, you know, they really perfected metalcore and um, their live stage presence is also unbelievable out of this world yeah if you're looking for other japanese metalcore bands outside of sailing before the wind also crystal lake uh, cold rain is another one that i'm a big fan of as well another yep, another, nope. another, another uh, group couple groups that we mentioned already on the podcast today for metalcore um but from a different country go to australia you got amity affliction make them suffer polaris i know there um i don't think i know there's plenty more i just can't think of off the top of my head wait yeah uh, isn't parkway drive from australia yep mm-hmm Boom, there's another one. Yeah, Parkway Drive, one of like the founders right there, man. It's like one of the founding fathers of metalcore. Yeah, so there's so many different great metalcore bands out there as well as Ascent Like Wolves. You just got to go find them, and they're everywhere. They're in different countries. You never know what to expect. They're um, always in different countries, man. Like, trust me, like, you just go look at that. You'll be like, like, wow, this is, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, again, the first one I listened to from a metalcore album was from a British band, but it's Architect, so it makes a lot of sense. And after that, all of a sudden, I mean, shoot, you've heard me list, list all the, the different uh, countries. Hell, I made a whole two whole videos about bands for that are Italian metalcore that I absolutely love, and I've listed five bands each. I've, I've described ten bands, and I'm just like, my God, you guys got to listen to some more of this stuff. The more you expand your okay. horizons to bands that aren't that was like, Oh my God, when they're going on tour, they're going to be the top build ones. They're playing these massive venues. No, just because all of them started out at that, at that smaller stage and they kind of all built up to that. There's a lot of bands that are in those middle tier stages right now that are ready to explode. You just got to go find them. You just got to go listen to them. I mean, there's a lot of times with Spotify algorithms. However, here's another thing you can do. Send me a DM or something. I mean, I'll send you as many as I can. (laughs) Exactly, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So much, um, more than like america (laughs) like the whole world has like something like chip in um with like metal and um people should just experience it more and um you know like search youtube for like stuff like that like they like they have like all types of videos and shit um really cool um yeah just international metalcore band that's um like strikingly one of like my favorite things you know like I'll watch like kind of like United States stuff. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's yep. And I'll just like watch like another country. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about right here. I don't know. It just hits different. I don't know. It, it easily does hit different. So again, always go and look out. Always go look on the new horizons. Always go look for new things. Hell, even ask us. I mean, we'll tell you all these different bands. We have different ideas, and yeah, we'll throw you every step of the way. However, one thing you're gonna want to listen to, especially on. February 19th is going to be Miss Agars because when I went through the whole entire thing, I always liked 
I mean, I'm planning on doing a whole entire YouTube review for this album as well. I'm putting it out the same day the podcast comes out. So people also get to look at that in a different way. But I always put together like, okay, my likes, dislikes. And I do it always a final thought thing in that video, write out an overall thing. I have it right here. So everyone listening, when it comes to Mystic Auras, overall, I think Ascent Like Wolves should be proud of themselves for this album. Focusing in on a concept where they're looking at what we desire most and figuring out why that is the case is a big thing to undertake. However, they were able to take charge with that emotion by not focusing on this brutal metalcore aspect and adding a lighter and sometimes more melancholic feel to the musical composition. Now, is this something that always worked out perfectly in every single song? In my opinion, no. Sometimes some of the songs kind of had a little bit of a sameness feel to them with that like architect sound with that guitar. However, that's my ear. That's what I'm feeling. But are there times where they really built off of that bass to create a, a metalcore bass to create a sound that really makes you think about your desires in life and why we want those desires now that is an absolute yes listen to telephone and try and tell me otherwise i mean i mentioned it already try and tell me otherwise with metalcore being like a huge forefront today in terms of quality maybe not overall in terms of just notoriety but quality is absolutely perfect especially after 2020 they will be able to add more to that and continue to build their fan base and notoriety in the scene with this one so is this one you definitely want to listen to survey says yep I agree, man. Yeah, I I want to listen to it. I hope other people want to listen to it. Um, you know, quality over quantity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like a half hour of power. <laughs> um, yeah, I I hope people bump it, enjoy it. Um, you know, just stick with it all year. Maybe it'll make it awesome in the year album list for some people for 2021. Um, Hopefully, you know, what I mean, if they like remember like that far down the line, I always forget like um, stuff that came out really early in the year. I'm like, oh, yeah, that came out this year. I better include that on like my list of like you know, top albums for this year. But um, hopefully people remember it. Uh, they dig it um, and they just overall vibe with it. Well, that's actually a good idea because I always do this at the, I always do it at the end of the year as well. And there's always some room like. I want to make sure I get them right. So I always put them in a huge Excel sheet and like, okay, I want to remember some of these. So if you hear me typing, I'm just adding this one to that. Perfect, man. So I've got that because, because I mean, especially with April or February, I should say, there's some big releases coming out as well with February. I mean, outside, I'm talking outside of you guys as well, because you got Foo Fighters coming out in February. You've got the Pretty Reckless. You've got Architects as well. So, and then in March is also a good number there. I mean, 2021, we're expecting to see a huge crop of new music. And one thing that always ends up happening towards the year end is a lot of the albums that come out earlier in the year, sometimes they do get forgot. However, you gotta just write this, just write this stuff down somewhere. You don't want to forget about this one. Yep. And when it comes to listening to this again, take a drive at night, just put it on car stereo, crank it up and really let the song and the artistry come over. you. really let you, dive deep into it with your mindset and you will really feel the power of this album and you will really understand where they're coming from with this especially telephone that's still my favorite song i'm gonna keep pushing that thing man well, that's good man yeah i'm glad people just like i'm glad people and you dig it yeah such a such a badass song that's a song like whereas like the album's like a like a night driver like that's like a like a summer afternoon shit that you like like roll the windows down and bump it definitely <laughs> I mean, it's all it, for me, from how I think about it too, it could also definitely be a night driver as well, just with the theme that I really took behind it as well. However, with the way that it kind of bounces, it definitely could be a summer roll down the window. Honestly, it's a song of all trades, honestly. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
that's that's the goal with that one man you want it's just like popular all year round baby that's what it's about so when it comes to making sure you listen to mystic orbs by ascent like wolves here's what you're gonna do if you haven't already pre-saved it on your spotify and apple music wherever it is this is what is going to end up happening you're going to take a look at the link in the description of this podcast you're going to see all the links for all their socials their youtube their website where I can find where you can find their merch and buy some merch, which I just suggest you do because I always like to suggest that. But also you're gonna find links for Spotify and Apple Music where you can find the band and you can follow them and you can pre-save their latest album, Mystic Ours, which comes out on February 19th, to really get into it. And I mean, I don't want you guys to miss out on this one. You're gonna know that it comes out because the same day the album comes out, all of a sudden, if you're following MSOTD Rocks page, you're gonna wonder what the song of the day feature is. Is it gonna be one off of? Mystic Auras? The answer is absolutely. I'm not going to let you guys forget about this. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, like merch. Um, we got a whole bunch of new stuff coming out. Um, uh, should have like a vinyl coming out eventually for Mystic Auras too. Um, got some dope ass hoodie designs by my man, uh, Corey Swope. Shout out Curly Art. Um, he really killed it with our merch. Um, wall flags coming out. You know, we got a whole, whole slew of shit coming out. So, um, yeah, just, uh, if you can like, you know, buy a, buy a CD, buy a shirt, do something. Um, it's really dope, dope shit, dope art. Um, and yeah, um, go bills. <laughs> also, did you say vinyl? Cause I could use another one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, uh, definitely. I think they're in production or they will be very soon. Everything's just so backed up right now with um, all that stuff, but uh, definitely vinyl is in the works. Understandable. And when that vinyl is ready, um, if I'm not able to find it right away, just let me know because you will definitely see a credit card purchase come through for me for Mystic Auras on vinyl. Oh man. Good stuff. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, on on that note, because we're coming to the end of this podcast, Nick, I always like to give the guests a chance to say any final words they'd like to say, whether whatever they want to say, whatever you want to say. So whether it's something that you want to plug, you know, the new album, anything you want to say, I literally give you the floor. So floor is yours. Well, well, the 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 time. If I gave you the floor, I mean, I'd fall right through, and my landlord would be pretty pissed at me. Yeah, it's a good Andy Reid thing right there. Floor's yours. Floor's yours. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say, um, you know, thanks to everybody for tuning in, watching, uh, just being a part of the band for the past, you know, however many years and just supporting us. Um, Mystic Auras, you know, dropping February 19th uh, to a local Spotify and a web store near you. Um, definitely keep an eye out for our telephone music video, which is also probably airing the same time around there on YouTube. Um and just, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, stay humble and hungry. You know, let's get through this year. Let's, um, you know, pray that live music comes back sooner than later so we can all just, you know, have a nice night out and uh, enjoy music again. Understandable. Now it's my time to close this bad boy out. So I got three things to close this out with. One is, like Nick said, Make sure you listen to Mystic Orbs by Ascent Like Wolves when it comes out on February 19th. Again, links for that will be in the description of this podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, but podcasts will play iHeartRadio. So I'm not going to let you forget about this. Trust me on that. 
Secondly, yes, let's get back to live shows because do I want to see Ascend Like Wolves live? The answer is yes. And because I always like, and because there's always something I like to do with the bands that I've had on the podcast and it's, I like to make them a promise because it's not if I see them live, it's when I see them live. Is it going to happen? Do I know when? Not really right now because who the hell knows what's going on with when concerts are going to return. Hopefully in summer or early or spring, whoever knows. But when I do get a chance to see you guys, you guys will see me in the crowd. If you see some crazy guy in a mosh pit, you know, all of a sudden starts bleeding, runs off, all of a sudden comes back with a huge, like, blot of paper towel over his eye with a whole piece of, like, someone's flannel tied across it looking like a pirate, you guys will know that's me. And I'll make you this promise because I love having you got, having you on the podcast, which I'd love to talk to their guys as well. So first round's on me. All right, man. That's all I'm talking about. And if you and if you hold me to it, well, A-OK, because... I'm saying first round's on me. So I'm adding you to that club. So, because I've had, loved having you guys on the show or you on the show, I should say the rest of the guys. Yeah. I love the music. So we're going to have you on as the first round on me guys. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm starting to ramble. So now we'll end it with this. So Nick, because of that promise, because I love the music and because I want to see you live so damn bad, I cannot end this podcast in all good conscience with a goodbye. It seems wrong at that point because it seems like that's the end of it. Can't do that. So we're going to end this podcast the way I like to end it. See you later. See you, man. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Nick from the band Ascent Like Wolves. Yes, please, please, please listen to Mystic Aura's when it comes out on February 19th. Again, all information is in the description of this podcast, both the video version on YouTube and the audio stream on Spotify, podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Please follow along with them. Please keep tabbing these guys in again on Friday the 19th or on that weekend. Go for a nice long drive at night and listen to this album front to back. Yes, you will thoroughly enjoy it, and it will really impact your soul. Trust me on that. Not in a bad way. It will really make you feel like yourself. It's it's a great album to do that to. Also, make sure you listen to Telephone, which is the third track on the album. That one is my absolute favorite. Absolutely incredible track, so go make sure that one is listened to. And I'm not going to forget about this band. I'm going to keep tabs on them. And again, when I see them live for the first time, hopefully 2021, first round's on me. So on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. Which is the rocks for rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah! Oh, wow.